Welcome to Direct to Audio Movie Discussions Podcast. My name is Spencer. It's a very special day. It, it basically feels like my birthday. It's Friday the 13th and it's in October, even though we're recording this on Monday the 9th. I have Jamie Morgan. Hi, friends. Hello. Hello. Since it's a special day, and if you're listening to this after Friday the 13th, just imagine, put yourself in this picture. That it's Friday the 13th, it's October, spooky season is smack dab almost in the middle of it. And if you know this podcast very well, and you know my guests very well, and you know me very well, one of my favorite all-time series and franchises and movies just in general is the Friday the 13th franchise. The big draw, obviously, is those kills. And... We obviously are big into brackets, and I figured the best way to celebrate would be a really quick bracket to decide what is the best kill in all of Friday the 13th. And we'll be judging this off of a few different things. I think we're going to be judging it off of the uniqueness of the kill, the importance of the kill, the special effects and how it looks and the visceral reaction, Uh, and I think the key with Jason, and I'm going to ask you guys this because I'll stop rambling, the creativity because i think out of all the movie mass killers jason and his friday the 13th cohort friends because there are people who kill with him and on this bracket we will have eight matchups of jason slash the other killers deaths and we'll be judging their deaths because they have some pretty gruesome kills as well the key is creativity he gets more creative after he's zombified because at first, he's, you know, constrained by the laws of humanity. And then he is zapped into a sky god by Zeus himself and can teleport. I think what he can't do with his powers, he makes up for with just brute force. And But you're right, Morgan. I think there is a level of once he superpowers up, the movies are like, fuck it. You know what? We're going to go crazy. But Jamie, how do you feel about this? I mean, I honestly feel like some of the most memorable kills are when... You know, I guess maybe this might be an unpopular opinion, but when Jason is not in a zombified form and even, you know, not necessarily in the, uh, I guess, recognizable form that he takes on uh, throughout the series. um, I think this is honestly, I feel like a, a series that if you, you know, ask people some pop quiz questions, they might give you the wrong answer because they think, oh, well, Jason's always been some supernatural being or the killer has always been Jason. Um, but even, I'd say, throughout this bracket, we're probably going to find uh, that it's not always the Jason that we know that's, you know, the most creative or the most brutal. Yeah, and I do want to just give you a shout-out, Jamie, because you're dealing with a little bit of a throat cold, and I appreciate you just powering through this. That's what Jason would want. Um, so <laughs> if he ever, it for him. Yeah, if he ever mutes himself <laughs> or uh, sounds a little rough, it is because that, and I have done that many times in this podcast, so I appreciate when, um, you know, and I always understand when people do it as well, that it's not always the most fun thing. But yes, I think what I want to also mention with you, Jamie, what you just said, and I want to talk about this bracket. Um just like we normally do, I'm going to random number generate it because I think it's not fair to seed these because they are all over the board. <laughs> and I think it's more fun to have random matchups. I have 24 kills or victims from Jason or in his cohorts um, from all across this franchise. I was going to do two per movie, but I feel like some movies are lighter than others. And I really wanted to pull out the biggest and the best. And then we do have the eight 
uh, villain deaths. So a lot of Jasons, obviously uh, two other deaths that are in there as well that aren't Jason. Simple as that. We will get our veto powers. We can veto once before the uh, final four. So it gives us a chance to utilize um, our opinions in a way that um, gives us basically a superpower. But I think what's important before we dive in, and I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions, is to do an honorable mentions list. From part one, the kill on the, I guess what you call like the firing range for the arrows. I think that kill is pretty great. Um, we have Ralph getting killed for our part one character in part two, where he gets the razor wire through the neck. We have the part four shower head crush, where Jason literally pushes a dude's face so far into a shower that it basically combusts. We have um, what I like to call the chocolate axe, aka in part five, when the guy gets offered chocolate, he gets mad and axes the other guy in the back. My other favorite part five kill, the pooping duet, where um, our boy is in the bathroom because of his goddamn enchiladas and uh, gets murdered with his girlfriend. Um, That one's pretty much only memorable for that. We have the decapitation on the motorcycle in that movie. We have the jason goes to hell body melt where the cop's body literally melts to the floor posh girl in part seven who gets just killed and chucked through a tv with an axe in her head we have um he's killing me from part four we also have um what i like to call from the new one uh boats and hoes which is the guy gets killed on the boat she swims away and she gets stabbed in the face uh and then the eye through the door and then I guess I'll say Freddy Krueger, even though he doesn't technically die, but that battle to the death in Freddy vs. Jason is also pretty interesting. And I feel like we're all going to have our favorites, and we're all going to have our, I think, our front runners. But I encourage and implore you all to enter with an open mind. This is our opinions. You know, we're all going to have our favorite kills. And uh, it's goofy. It's going to be gruesome. I'm going to try to describe these kills as best as possible. But the best way to watch these... Watch the fucking movies, people. Um, Jamie Morgan, do you have a favorite of these Friday Thirteenth movies that is like your go-to? Because I feel like you guys start watching these now after I introduce them to you, and it's been like two years since I caught up with that. You know, what? What are? Where are we at with our with our with the series? I'll I'll go first. I mean, I think in terms of the movie that I think is the best Friday the Thirteenth movie, if you're just gonna pick one and never watch another one ever again, is uh, Part Four. I think that's probably the most well-rounded um, movie in terms of story and, uh, I guess, overall character uh, for Jason in his, you know, human form. But the one that I actually find myself, uh, you know, watching the most is uh, actually Jason X. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because it's it's fully insane. Um, so if you're just kind of looking for, you know, after a long day of stressful work or school or whatever, and you just want to shut your brain off as you would put it, Spencer, you just watch Chase and X and let it ride. Um, because there is some funny shit that goes on. And also, I mean, it's, it's just pure early 2000s trash, which I think a lot of people, um, who maybe were young at the time are really nostalgic for. So um, that's why I find myself pulling that one out the most. I have two, and it simply depends on what mood I'm in. 
it's either the very first one, just for sentiment's sake, and, you know, the fun twist at the end that I had no idea was coming, and then the jump scare at the end that scared the absolute shit out of me the first time I watched it, and then the last one. I just really, I like the way it's shot and it's more modern, because that's, like, I don't know. I find myself gravitating towards movies like that initially just because that's what I'm used to. And then once I kind of ingrained myself in that movie's culture more, then I'm able to more so appreciate what came before that. So, yeah, first and last for me. One, I love that Jamie was like, I like a really grounded realism movie and then a completely off-the-walls bad shit. <laughs> um, I am actually on Friday the 13th going to the Alamo Draft House and seeing Friday the 13th Part 4 in the theater, and I am so pumped. Um, so I'm going to be able to see those Tom Savini kills up and close in person. Uh, but Morgan, what really makes me, you know, not laugh, but I find very interesting is that you just named, again, two more realism kind of based ones. But earlier you said the best kills are the most fun is when he's a zombie. And you, I remember from when we covered the franchise when you guys first watched it you did not like his zombie forms you liked when it's more grounded in realism so i'm very interested to hear your take in this and jamie was the opposite in a sense but i like i mean you kind of like the more let's just go fucking crazy like you said turn your brain mm-hmm. off let's let's just completely dive into the fact that we're watching a zombie kill people um but you also mentioned that you like his kills when he's a human in a sense so I, I, I don't know what to expect out of this bracket. I'm very interested to see where your thoughts yeah. are. And I'm going to try my best to sort through that brain stew that we just created. And also, listener, not just list off a bunch of random shit and make this boring as fuck for you. So we are going to do this all together. Do you have anything else that you'd like to say before we jump into the chaos? No, sir. The MPAA really... Uh robbed us out of some uh impressive gore is what i found studying yes. all of these yes because there is a laundry list of effects people who have dedicated their craft to making people feel gross in the theater and the mpaa has said fuck you you are looking at, i'm going to list off all the names right here in parts one in part four we have the literal goat of film effects we have tom savini we have part two is Fullerton, part three is Becker, part five is Red FX, part six is Bartolos, part seven is John Carl Buechler, part eight, aka Jason Takes Manhattan, is also Becker, um, Jason Goes to Hell is KNB FX, Jason X is Toy Box and Stephen Dupree, Freddy vs. Jason is WCT Productions, and Friday 13th is Asylum FX. So all these people have added to Jason's body count, which is 163 kills. That's not including the big man, that's not including... Roy Burns and Pamela Voorhees or anything else in the films that somehow happened. Um, That is our squad who has made the MPAA say fuck fans who are enjoying these kills. And if you enjoy these for the gore, we understand that this is a movie medium that is an escapist reality. And it is all about trying to feel grossed out and horror films bring people together. And it might be weird that we are ranking which one's the best kill, but we know that's why we're going to these movies to begin with. So I'm going to ask you both one more question. Should we start with Jason's kills or the, or should we start with kills of Jason? AKA what I mean is his deaths or other people's other people's. And then his, okay. So the first matchup in this bracket 
is the iconic double stab from part two where jason stabs the two lovemaking teens with what i think is just a giant spear um which ironically enough is remember mpaa the girl in that scenario was underage and so they really Mm -hmm. couldn't show much of anything in general uh and that was a big oversight in the movie's part but also stolen from a um giallo film um, I believe, if I can remember correctly which one that is, A Bay of Blood, I believe, does the same exact kill. They will dispute that all the time, but that is where that's from. Versus Part 4's Saw Neck Spin, which is the creepy um, coroner who's just eating food and watching horny videos of girls just doing gyrating on the TV. And Jason wakes up from his supposed death, grabs a saw blade saws his neck in half and then spins his head halfway around starting starting bold i'm gonna go with the the double penetration if you will oh god (laughs) oh good lord you really had to do that i sure did Uh. you know i i agree with you because i think Although part four is Tom Savini, and I think it's important, and the brutality of that, I think a lot of people remember the bed stab. The two for one is equally as brutal, and yes, it's from another film. Technically, they did it differently. But I think that image sticks in people's minds. And I don't know if people always remember the Saw neck spin. Um, It is really gruesome. It starts the movie off with a literal bang. But I think that um, the bed stab is one that also gets people going. To me, it's just more iconic. Mm-hmm. Like you said, more memorable. Jamie? Um, you know, I think in this matchup, my heart is telling me that the the coroner Axel getting, uh, getting his uh, neck twisted is more satisfying um, partially because he's a dick and it's really satisfying to watch people in these movies who are not great people kind of get that vigilante justice. Um, <clears throat> now I will agree that the double spearing, the kebabbing, if you will, I think that's, uh, another, another great way to, to put it, Morgan, um, is, you know, memorable, but I think from a from a satisfaction perspective, I'm gonna have to go with the coroner uh, getting corkscrewed. Yeah. Um, do you want to use your veto because Morgan and I both voted for the other one, uh, or do you want? Do you think that the the bifurcation on the bed is gonna be good enough? You know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna save it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it slide only because I think they're probably going to be kills that i'm more passionate about than this one i i I feel you i think although axel yeah axel's kind of creepy um and i'm kind of and he he goes in this crazy like profanity tirade when he gets touched by jason's hand he's like jesus goddamn christ moses (laughs) moses jesus and it's like i always think that's hilarious (laughs) because it's like they're like cut you're done axel 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 and he's just going um but i'm again i'm with morgan i think you can't beat a classic, and I think that one is it sticks in people's mind for a reason. I don't think it's going to go far, in all honesty, 
but I still think it's a good one. So um, next up, we have two very different kills. We have from my favorite Friday the 13th, part six. We have when he stabs uh, the gentleman in the head and the bus completely flips over and then Jason just stands on it like a superhero versus the iconic in weirdly different ways, the part three 3D eye popping um, where Rick gets his head squeezed and his eye pops towards the camera with that horrible 3D effect. <laughs> this one's easy. Uh I got the eye popping out. Poor Rick. Shout out to my boy Rick. Uh, he really gave us um, a great uh, visual, even though he uh, died in the process. Um, I know that there's like, and this is kind of a good example, I'd say, maybe of, you know, like what Morgan was describing with the Axel uh, murder or kill is that, you know, the one, the other one, honestly, I'm, you know, having a hard time even like recalling exactly, you know, the details of that one. And I think, you know, while the, I, I know what you're talking about with him standing on top of the, the bus, um, but that's kind of, you know, only an after effect um, versus what's the quality of the kill at the time. Rick in his eye, eye poppingly gory. Uh, death, I think, is a little bit more, um, a little bit more suitable for this bracket. I'd say. I just think the eye popping out was more funny, so that one has my vote. That was a really good analysis. <laughs> yeah, mind that is deep. You know, I think you went into this deep fill analysis. Court getting stabbed in the head, um, although follows a fantastic sequence uh, that I just think is hilarious with a great Alice Cooper song. Um, you're right. I don't think it has, it's the more the visual at the end. And sometimes I do think the visual is important, but I don't think the flip is necessarily what the visual is meant to be in that scene. Um, I think that you're absolutely correct. And I don't want to add too much because we have a long bracket to do. I think the eye pop is good and bad. It would also be probably considered one of the worst kills in the franchise because it looks so bad. Um, and that movie wanted... 3d for the detriment of everything else in the production they had like scenes get held up because people just wouldn't do the fucking shot but uh, yeah the eye pop is good and bad on both sides so next up we're going to jason x it, this sucks on so many levels the classic scene where um she I, somehow the the ship's like hole gets busted and everybody starts sucked into space and she gets her whole body sucked through a grate i um always love roger ebert's review of this movie was just this quote of oh this sucks on so many levels um so that one had to be on here just for that alone because roger ebert is the goat but it has a tough matchup because it is pulling maybe one of the most iconic kills of one of the most iconic actors in friday 13th it's part one it's Tom Savini. It's Tavo um It's Tasso Stavrakis's Kevin Bacon kill. And what I mean by the Kevin Bacon kill, if you, I feel like people know what that one is, but if I have to describe it, he's laying on the bed, he's reading something, he gets an arrow through the back of the neck, through the bed. It's you Kevin know, Bacon for me. It's Kevin it's Bacon. Just, I'm sorry, Jamie. So I know iconic. you love Jason X. It's Kevin Bacon. No, and I, what I was gonna say is. 
for the Jason X kill, and that was Janessa. Janessa, my girl, got sucked through a grate. You know, rest in peace. Um, you know, I, I don't think Jason really deserves credit on that one um, because he had space doing his dirty work. Uh, Sometimes he has to have a little bit of help. It's not fair. I mean, you know, he yeah, can't but do he it called all. upon the whole universe. Right. I That's mean, lazy. But, you That's know, lazy, hey, I think if he can come back to life as a zombie, he can get an attack, he can have the assistance of space. I'm not going to fault him for using his, his resources. Nah. No, it's bacon. Okay. It's it's the Baconator for me. Is um, that what we're calling it? The kill's getting called the Baconator? Yeah. Yes. From Wendy's, the Baconator. That'll be... <laughs> I want a commercial where Jason's hu- like hucking burgers at people. <laughs> I'm down with it. I bet Burger King would do it. It's another version of the Whopper, uh, the Whopper song. <laughs> Whopper, Whopper, <laughs> Junior, Whopper, Whopper, Jason throws. Yeah, I like it. All right, um, Morgan. Anything you like to say? No, honestly, it's just so iconic. It's like the first one I remember out of the entire series, besides Pamela. Yeah, I do think we need to actually, I mean, it's going to get its flowers later, but it is the iconic kill. I think everybody knows it. Um, everybody does think it's Jason, as we've talked about in the past. Um, but it's just one that has stood the test of time. It's one that it's visceral when you see it. The blood obviously messing up and then um, Tasso's having a little blow through the tube and that's why it spurts up and Kevin Bacon blinks as he's getting stabbed. It's It's iconic. And it's great, and I I think it's going to be a hard one to beat. I'm going to just say it right now. The remake of Friday the 13th, Jason chucking an axe and catching... I can't remember... Jamie's going to be the guy who tells me all the character names because he's been on it, apparently. Um, but when the gentleman is running from the shed and Jason just chucks a uh, double-sided axe in this guy's back, uses him as bait, and then kills him. Versus... Uh, the only kill on this bracket from Freddy vs. Jason, it is the, what I feel like is 4,000 machete stabs to the back of the douchey boyfriend's back, and then he folds the bed in half and crunches this guy's back completely in half. Oh, I am so pro-killing the douchey boyfriend, it's not even funny. You that know, kill what's... is so... <laughs> gross what makes me laugh for that one is like they are literally like how long is he on screen for and he's like "Eh, about two minutes like make him the biggest piece of shit that you could get within this time span and he's like don't touch me for sex go get me a beer bitch go upstairs and get ready for sex and then just dies and it's like well he used his screen time darman videos where it's just the worst of humanity condensed into yeah like you said like two to five minutes yeah they they don't even like give him a chance to like be a normal person he's just a douchebag so it's the trey taco for me no contest his name is trey and uh (laughs) this is this one's called the trey taco all right we're calling it trey Um, taco from now on (laughs) knew it taco bell ew (laughs) what it's the fast food theme it's the fast. So we have we have the Baconator, we have we have Burger King, and then we also have Trey Taco. Perfect. Um, okay, <laughs> moving on so to the second far. part of the bracket, we have the part three uh, harpoon right through the eye. Another three D effect, but it's finally when we get to see Jason's mask. 
He is finally decked up in his outfit in all of his glory. And then this also does include the post-kill stroll that he takes back to the cabin. Because that's the best part of this kill. When he just like casually walks away, (laughs) not really knowing that the shot hasn't cut yet. And he's just like... And this is versing which is from Jason Takes Manhattan. It is when the really shitty uncle gets dunked in sewage and then drowned. I mean, I think this one is going to have to go to uh, the the harpooning of the eyeball of uh, Vera Sanchez is the character's name there. Yeah, and one Charles the is the one that gets dunked <laughs> yeah. in the sewage. Yeah. Um, I think for two reasons. One, I actually think for the time this movie was made um, and the effects that we see, even within this own in, within this movie, being Rick uh, and the really fake-looking eyeball uh, explosion, or if you will, I think this one actually looks pretty convincing. Um, I also just, I mean, I think the hilarity of uh, Jason sort of lumbering you know, just nonchalantly away up the dock, uh, almost like he's drunk. He honestly kind of looks drunk, and and I just think that's hilarious because he literally shot somebody in the eye, which takes a lot of precision. I just think the other kill's kind of unremarkable in comparison. Yeah, I agree. I think you put it really well. It's way less showy. Uh, you know, no what? fast food name for this one. No fast food name for this one. I agree. I think the Harper, as much as the sewage kill is great, um, you know, I think that the um, the harpoon is just it's the moment. You finally see him. We've we're done with the killer behind the camera trope. It is he's there. We're watching him kill, and this the movies never look back. We literally never look back from this moment, and I think that alone um, is iconic. Part seven, the only time, aka uh, the new blood, the only time that Jason ever uses power tools, where he takes what I would call hedge trimmers, because I'm not really sure what they are. Um, it, it, it might be, it's not like a weed whip, but uh, he cuts through Dr. Cruz, and who was just sitting there, and uh, yeah, Jason just cuts him up, versus what I call part two's uh, cleanup of part one, which is Alice's cleanup. And what I mean by that is, Alice is going through her house. She sees Mrs. Voorhees' head in the fridge. She screams, and she gets an ice pick in the forehead. It is a classic. Great way to start the movie. And Jason doesn't harm a cat, so I'm cool with that. I like the ice pick to the head. It's just it's clean. It's straight to the point. Wrapping up loose ends. Hmm. Hmm. This one's kind of tricky. But I think I'm going to have to go with Dr. Cruz. Mainly because I think this one, while it's good on its own, could have been even better had the MPAA not been, uh, you know, the the no fun police on here on this one. Why do you say that? Just because I, I, I know that for this movie... Basically, the the producers were bartering with the MPAA, basically trading nudity for gore. Um, and I, I think this one deserves a little bit of that credit that the MPAA res- refused to give it. So, 
that I mean, that's obviously the MPA always doing their shit where they just can't let a good thing happen. They just got to ruin it a little bit. And you're right. I mean, the kill is it could have been better. I, I'm going to vote for Alice because I think that moment is a big deal. We have her show up. We think that she's going to be in this movie and Jason immediately cleans up what his mom couldn't. And I think that moment is weird when you think about it. That means Jason just left uh, Crystal Lake for a little bit um, and kind of just had to – I don't. we don't really see that in the franchise where he ever kind of strays away from Crystal Lake outside of, I guess, Freddy versus Jason in Manhattan. And then when he gets taken to space unceremoniously – I, I just think that kill is a really big deal for the franchise. And unfortunately, she got hurt because the ice pick prop did not properly retract. So casually stabbed her in the head, which I think um, she deserves to at least move on for her pain that she went through. <coughs> oh, my God. Yeah, which I'm like, God damn. Um, okay. So we are going to move on. We have the only kill from part five. When I don't know the character's name, but he sees his girlfriend's eyes just got cut out by hedge clippers. He goes to a tree and Roy burns. We don't see it. We just see hands because we have to go back to this type of movie where we're just watching the killer behind the camera. Ironically, after I just said we're done from that. Um, And he twists a belt around his face, weirdly both directions if you catch it, and um, crushes this guy's skull. Versus part four's what I like to call the Tina Toss, where he takes the bubble mint twin tina chucks her through the window and she lands in a car and the car just explodes <laughs> this is a really tough one because i was going to say as soon as you said it was you know the hedge trimmers and then the belts in the tree because immediately to me i was like that's one of my, i don't want to say favorite kills because you know it's the kill but like up there for me but then yeah when she got yeeted out and the car imploded it's just really, it's funny. It's, it's a really visually funny. stunning uh, scene to watch. Um, and it's in slow motion, weirdly enough. And that's an actual person that does that stunt, which is also equally oh, impressive. Oh, that's kind of frightening, actually. I didn't know that part. I assumed that they had like a dummy or something swapped out there. No, when you got money for dummies. Word. <laughs> for your information, Spencer, the guy in part five... Uh, his name is Eddie, and he was killed with a belt, um, and that prop also malfunctioned, um, I We believe. love malfunctioning props. Uh, I will call that one the Eddie Bauer kill, because he was killed with an article of clothing, and his name is Eddie. So, also, it's it just visually insane, too, and brutal. So, for all those reasons, I'm going with Eddie. Part 5. I'm... I'm doing the Tina Toss because I like the phrase Tina Toss. And also um, the explosion in the slow motion of that car makes me laugh. And then the visual of him just standing. Somehow he got up onto like the trellis on the side of the house. He climbed up it, throws her, and then is like, all right, guess I'm going to climb back down and go back. Like, it's just really funny to me. Just like the it's like it's one of those ones where I thought of a fun thing. And we're like, all right, let's do it. What's the what's the logic behind it? We don't need it. We don't need logic. He's just there. And he's going to chuck it through the window. To me, that means something. So, Morgan, did, which one did you say? Did you say Tina as well? 
No, I'm going to not go with Tina. I'm going to okay. go with our bestie, Eddie Bauer, but Tina's a very close second. <laughs> All right, we have the Eddie Bauer kills. We're calling it now. Um, and also, fine. fun fact, Spencer. Yeah, what's the fun fact? Uh, Eddie's me. Eddie's girlfriend's name is, is Tina, so the, the eyes gouged out with the, the carton shears. They recycled the name. Yeah. The, they couldn't think of another name. <laughs> you know, there's not that many names in the world. And so the problem is, is when you're making a horror movie, you got to just double down on names. And to wrap up this uh, bottom left portion of the bracket, hey, Ted, where's the damn corkscrew? Part four, the absolutely brutal double whammy for our friend Crispin Glover, a.k.a. Jimmy. Um, corkscrew to the hand, meat cleaver to the face. But... Mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely transparent with you. This does not stand a chance. It is against the, what I might say is a number one seed, Jason X, the liquid nitrogen. Oh, oh yeah. No contest. It's, it's liquid nitrogen. Um, chemistry is awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to even, you know, like, get into why it is better it just kind of is at this point when it goes up against others we can get into more detail i'll save it for then um but yeah um it's the liquid nitrogen for me oh absolutely it's one of the most unique kills in the entire franchise so i will be going with liquid nitrogen as well my favorite part of that kill is when he pulls her out and just looks at it like and then just smashes it. It's just the moment of, all right, we did it. Um, but yeah, the whole moment of her screaming, it freezing, the silence, the smash, great. It's just great. Um, I do love um, early Crispin Glover and his twitching. His acting is awesome. They filmed it in reverse, which is dope. I love when movies do that. Um, and it's brutal. You see all the gore. But it unfortunately drew a really, really bad draw. And uh, that kind of sucks. But yeah, it's nitrogen all the way. And that's going to be a tough one to beat. We have what our friend Kane Hodder, a.k.a. Jason himself, has listed as his favorite kill of all time. This is part seven, and it's the sleeping bag kill. Grabs the girl, swings around the MPA, made this one worse. um, But he swings it at a tree and she dies versus part six triple decapitation and that sleeping one sleeping bag for sure yeah I'm, I'm with you for sure i think the triple decap no is contest. cool and the like the absolute power that it takes to do that would be nuts but it's the sleeping bag is so iconic it's that age-old trope of like if i just hide underneath the bag like my covers they won't get me and it's like no fuck you done yeah i uh i'm with you guys i think it was so good that they had to incorporate another sleeping bag kill in the remake so while it's different it still involves a sleeping bag meaning that it kind of has an impact uh overall when people think of the franchise so rest in peace judy yeah she just gets got quick and ironically enough i swear to god listener i did not mean to do this Speaking of the sleeping bag kill that Jamie just referenced, we have from the remake, it is what I called the sleeping bag campfire roast, where he 
the same thing. They're getting horned up and sexy, and the character comes back, sees the absolute chaos that we have in the um, in what I would call like the campsite, I guess. And Jason has this girl in a sleeping bag, um, and she is roasting over a fire, and then just falls out cooked a lot it's it's that that is a brutal kill and it is going up against a maybe equally brutal kill but as absolutely ridiculous as it could be we have part three andy's little handstand where he's walking around on his hands and we get from underneath the floor jason comes down through this guy's crotch with all of his force and cuts a man mm. in half this one's tough this one we could really do tough. a food one with the, the campfire one uh so Let's see the who so who what was her name Amanda Amanda the taquito um, or Andy the yeah it uh, is Andy yeah, Andy gets just completely cut in half I you know what I'm going with Andy I think this one is probably like again if if the MPAA wasn't a narc um, they probably would have made this. Even better than it is, but I will say what sells this one for me is isn't isn't Andy the one that's like put in the in the rafters? Yeah, he gets put in the rafters, girl. and yeah. his pregnant girlfriend that we find out, um, right? Who's killed randomly. basically Kevin Bacon? She gets She's Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, um, she gets Baconatored. Um, I'm going with Andy. I think you know the gas station taquito kill uh the sleeping bag roast we're gonna yeah, yeah we can't keep just saying, <laughs> yes <laughs> if you're following listener yeah um, the sleeping bag kill. i think I, I think it's a little it's it's not as it's not as cool as the original so i think a you know a kind of downgraded version in my in my opinion because it's not as physical it's just more of oh he's like you know jason's just kind of like He's being jigsaw now. He's letting people die in traps, kind of, instead of using his physicality, like chopping somebody in half or throwing them against the tree. Um, I think for that reason, Andy's my pick. I'm still pro taquito. (laughs) I'm going Andy. I think the sleeping bag roast is brutal, and I think that the new Friday 13th has Jason be a whole other level of brutal. But that handstand has always stuck with me. It is J- – like, again, we, we had gotten, like, neck slashes and stabs and the usual suspects. But now that we're finally seeing Jason on screen, we see the first time of his pure brutality. Like, he cuts a man in half with a machete. The way his posture – he, like, comes down on Andy and then you get the shot through the floor. The machete comes down. You see the blood. And then, yeah, seeing the aftermath after uh, – is excellent big fan so part three is going to move on um our next matchup we have from jason goes to hell we have the girl who's just riding on top of her boyfriend but gets a pole through her chest ripped up um versus another one that uh they just let go and I think in the unrated version, it's even gorier, except for if you watch it, uh, you can clearly say that's dummy because there's already like a, it, it's just the way they filmed it. Looks funny, but nonetheless, we are versing Jason Take Manhattan on top of the rooftop. Jason finally decides he wants to play fair. He lets Julius box a little bit with him, and he decides to end it with a little bit of a boxing head punch. 
knocks his head completely off, killer clown style, falls into a garbage can. The decapitation. Yeah, I'm it's always just... part of boxing match. You're going to give me a, that. That's one of my all-time favorites. Classic. Yeah, I'm with you. That's the only thing good about that movie. Except for the part that makes you laugh every single time when she sees little boy Jason and it gives like this really weird zoom in and she crashes under the wall and the car blows up. That is it. <laughs> it makes like a boom, I love beep. Jason Takes Vancouver. Great movie. We love it. Yep. <laughs> the Muppets did what Jason never could. Took Manhattan. But yeah, boxing match for me is the iconic. What are you thinking, Jamie? Boxing match. Perfect. All right, let's wrap this thing up. We have... One of, I think, the saddest deaths in the franchise. We have part six, Sheriff Garris defending his daughter and gets his back literally snapped in half um, by zombie Jason versus the kill that made me fall in love with the Friday 13th franchise. So I'm sorry, Sheriff Garris. It is Mark with the machete to the face and falling down the stairs in part two. This is the wheelchair down the stair kill. There we go. Yep. No, 100% wheelchair down the stairs. It. I was so shocked by it when I first watched it. I laughed for like a good three minutes straight. We kept rewinding it's when we first saw it because it's just the most absurd. Ridiculous. So funny. And then just falls behind the stairs. It would top anything it went against. And then it flash cuts into two people having sex. Like it's great. I know. It's goaded. It's nothing, nothing will top it. Yeah. Except for other things in this bracket. (laughs) It's Mark. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Sheriff Garris' kill, though, I just want to talk about, is, again, I think maybe one of the most tragic, because he's, like, genuinely trying to save his daughter. He is, he, like, hears that Jason's about to go after her, runs and starts just laying in shots with a rock and just beating the shit out of Jason, and he is trying to save Megan, but Jason just grabs his shoulders, bends him in half, and kills him. And you see the whole thing. Um, <laughs> you know, now that we're here, do you have any? Because this is the end of all of the victim kills. Was there any that you were surprised didn't make the bracket? Were there ones that you th- can think of? Because I thought of one while we were going. Um, I thought of the part six heart punch, the first zombie kill that Jason does, where he punches mm-hmm. through Tommy's friend. Um, a iconic kill that um it's it's visceral because it's the first time you see a heart on screen yeah is there any ones that you guys are surprised didn't make it how do we feel about the uh the crop of kills that we had these are all pretty solid i think they're they're the heavy hitters there's the they're the ones that i think of most yeah the heart punch was one that i did think of just because that's pretty that's pretty intense <laughs> I think it's the only one that's in the entire franchise as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the only one that I'm kind of surprised didn't make it uh, was when Jason threw, her, her name is Bree, um, in the remake, up on a uh, mounted deer antler set, kind of like just hanging her there like a jacket. Um, yeah, really I'm reminiscent kind of, of Silent Night, Deadly Night, um, another horror movie franchise. I and I, I think another one too that I'm kind of surprised, or maybe just in general, I'm surprised there aren't more from uh, Jason Goes to Hell, um, just because like there's the the deep fryer kill and like the uh, police officers getting their heads bashed together, Mark and Brian. 
the coconut, the coconut yeah, heads. My my one reservation for part because I think five and goes to hell ironically enough for not having Jason really in them are some of the gorier kills. Morgan, can you think of any other ones? Or are you? No, the heart punch was the one that I thought of. That yeah, I'm kind of sad that one didn't make it on here. And I'm uh, yeah, the fryer kill should have been on here, but it's okay, listener. If you heard all those, you they wouldn't have won. I think we can agree, but it would. These are this is the, that's why they're honorable mentions. That's why they're honorable mentions. But it's time to get to Jason. Um, we have starting off strong. Uh, it's part four. It is uh, Tommy Jarvis machete to the face, and it is Tommy Jarvis die 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 just literally stabbing or like just butchering Jason. What Tom Zavini said, I created Jason. I'm killing Jason, and that is that. And that is versus part six. It is him getting dragged underwater by a chain around the neck, and Megan cuts his neck in half, snaps his neck, and kills him with the boat motor. The The boat motor's pretty metal, um, but Tommy's die, die, die. It's just, there's nothing like it. It's the first time he's, yeah, that's the first time he dies. Technically, because he dies as a little boy, but I'm not putting that one on right. here. Right, 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 right. Jason drowning. <laughs> it's one of, as I was going to say, it's one of the kills Crystal Lake. <laughs> Just yeah, like Jason. We had the environment. Hey, we had the environment help with space. Now we have just the water. The yeah, elements. Also, this is Avatar. Also, don't you know that Jason's afraid of water? Oh, my God. Don't get me started on that stupid shit. Freddy versus Jason. Also, yeah. <laughs> Freddy Krueger hates fire. Oh, by the way, he just lives in a fucking <laughs> boiler room all the time, yeah. surrounded by fire. But it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to what we were discussing here, um, it's Jason. For the head slide down the machete alone, that image and his eyes twitching... Top tier. Top tier. Yeah, I'm with I'm with both of you. Okay. No argument. Next up we have from part eight. It is Jason melting in the sewer, turning into a little Muppet, then turns back into Ghost Baby, and then just evaporates in nothingness. Versus Jason X. And we can technically do one of two kills. We technically have when he gets blown away the first time, but he doesn't technically die. But I was thinking this was going to be when he gets ridden down from space um, like a little shooting star. Sergeant Brodsky grabs him out in space and rides him back down to Crystal Lake. And his mask lands in the water. I'm going with the uh, Apollo mission kill. (laughs) That's what I'm calling it. (laughs) Yeah. Muppet face Jason to me has always looked sad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um, it's never going to be great. But I'd had to be on here because it's it, like his like screams as the sewage hits him. Because obviously, you know that the sewers fill up with sewage every single night. Like that toxic waste sewage, mind you. Um, well, there's water in that. So he's he's really afraid. He's doubly afraid. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to just move on to the next one. We have the remake where he gets pulled into a, I guess, a wood chipper, whatever you're going to call that. Um, versus, ironically enough. Part five, um, Roy Burns gets dropped onto a combine, and his mask just conveniently falls off. Hmm. I mean, I think these are. I think this is kind of a weak matchup, honestly, because I almost feel like the wood chipper is almost like a horror movie cliche. 
at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but, you know, I think I'm going to go with part five on this one. Um, just because I think it's a more horrifying visual to see literally just, you know, a, a, a myriad of, of spikes and kind of, you know, like I, I almost feel like that creates a visceral reaction when you see it like oh <clears throat> you know almost like i'm gonna step on it or i'm gonna fall accidentally and impale myself um when you see that sort of thing um and it i think it's just a creative use of the environment versus like oh look we're in a barn and there's a wood chipper because we're in a barn in the country it's like yeah i, I get it you know um so part five Yeah, no, I agree, because I like what you said about it being more of a cliche. It was, like, fun when you were younger and you, like, watched it the first couple of times just because it seemed so out of pocket. But now that, you know, we're well-seasoned, it's just something that we've seen I like Younger for You was two years ago. (laughs) Yeah, my... No, I mean, like, okay, hold on, pump the brakes. I mean, like, in general, I'm not talking specifically... No, 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 I know, I know. I just think it's funny. When you're younger watching Friday the 13th in your parents' basement at the age of 21... uh, (laughs) Listen. I know. I was 22 two years ago, thank you very much. You were, oh, that's true. Um, For me, I, uh, I saw the remake in the theater... And the reason why that one's losing to me is because of the line she says where she says, like, say am I for me in hell. No, I don't think that needs Ooh. to be seen. Yeah, lost. Um, Roy, you, but you're don't right. Don't bring Pamela he's in this. Yeah, no. Um, part five's kill. Uh, although Roy Burns is a lame villain, you're absolutely right. It's like reminiscent of there's a Mortal Kombat map that's like the pit. And like falling down and dying on spikes is kind of gro- gruesome. Not kind of, but it is. And so absolutely that one for me but we're gonna wrap this thing up with um the first kill you brought don't bring pamela into this we got to it's pamela's death (laughs) it's the decapitation of pamela Voorhees versus jason goes to hell's first kill where he gets blown the absolute fuck up by the fbi i just like the twist at the end of it being pamela i think the pamela uh the kill is so visually jarring alice just coming up chopping off the slow motion the music cue her hands going up and like being like ah as she's been killed and that being the driving force to the rest of these movies um it's pamela for me yeah i I think it's it's the pamela one for me too just because it's kind of the it's the catharsis of the first movie just like there we go we have justice kind of um, versus, okay, at the beginning of the movie, Jason gets shot up by the FBI, but we just started watching this movie. We know this isn't it, you know? Um, so I think for that, that reason, and also just, it's probably arguably the most, one of the most important events in the entire series. Yeah. Um, just cause that is used as Jason's motivation to do what he does to avenge his mom who was avenging him kind of in a death paradox. All I have to say though, for why goes to hell is kind of important 
No shit the government would send people to go kill Jason or find Jason. This dude has killed over 150 people at that point. <laughs> There's no fucking chance he's not being monitored by some sort of government agent trying to catch him. Of course they're going to blow him the fuck up. Like, he that is insane numbers for just being like, yeah, he's just the killer on the lake. They'd be like, no, fuck this. There is such a trail of bodies left behind. Uh, this guy's going down. But yeah, so Pamela's still going to move on. We are going back to the second round of our uh, victim kills right now. This is the last round we can use vetoes, so keep that in mind. We all have our veto still. We have the part two bed stab versus the part three eye pop. Bed stab. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm bed stab. Mm. I think I gotta use my veto here. For the eye pop? Yeah. No, I know it looks crappy, but that was also the first movie to be shot with that technology for 3D. And they were trying their best. And it's also corny, but also cool at the same time versus, you know, I like kebabs as much as the next guy, you know, but I don't really think like, I don't really think this one is better than, you know, the Kevin Bacon Baconator. Um, And as far as bed kills go, I think that's the one that I think of more than this one. So I'm going to have to go with the iPod. So, all right. Well, and I, mean, veto. I, I all right. Jamie uses his veto. I get it. Um, ironic enough, speaking of the uh, the Kevin Bacon kill, we have Kevin Bacon versus another enough. Weirdly enough, three out of the four of these kills were in a bed because we have the Kevin Bacon bed kill versus the what we like to call the tray taco, the machete bed crunch combo <laughs> from Freddy versus Jason. Uh, um, well, it makes sense. They're always banging. Everybody's banging. He does not like sex. He uh, got banged by the bed. He did. But so to me, it's Kevin Bacon. It's Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Baconator. Boom. Morgan? I'm upset to say, but for... It's, it has to be the Baconator. I really do love Taco Tuesday, whatever you guys are calling it. Tray Taco. The Tray Taco. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Um, I love revenge against a terrible boyfriend. Nothing is sweeter. Um, but it's just more iconic to the franchise. The Baconator, it is. If listeners aren't already mad by all the food puns, they might just be like throwing their fucking headphones away. Um, well, I would have ordered pizza by now for sure. Yeah. Um, it's the Pick and Bacon Kill. It's obviously that iconic moment of gore that really drove this franchise and into the realm that it needed to go into. Yeah, Kevin Bacon for me. Um, but let's go to another uh, part two kill. As we had earlier, the uh, the unceremoniously vetoed out. We have Alice's cleanup versus part three's a harpoon to the eye. And uh, to me, Alice getting stabbed with uh, Pam's head in the freezer. Um, that one to me is an iconic moment. I vividly remember watching that the first time that's probably the first kill i've ever seen on movies for me um and there's a reason why it, it's such an important moment in the franchise i totally agree jamie you really have no say because you used your veto but do you want to say anything about the harpoon kill um i mean the harpoon kills you know 
obviously it's cool as the, as uh, we've explained previously, but I think the Alice one in, in, in this scenario I think is gonna gonna take this one for me. Um, just because I, I honestly think the first time that I watched this, I thought Alice would be a main character in the next movie. And I mean, just from an impact perspective, you know, it's the visual and Pamela's head and the fact that you're losing that character that you thought was going to be one of the main characters. So, yeah, I'm, I agree with you guys. Perfect. Next up, we have Belt Eye Twist, a.k.a. as um, Jamie called it, Eddie Bauer, um, from Part 5 versus Jason X, Liquid Nitrogen. Oh. It's, it's Liquid Nitrogen. I mean, credit to Eddie Bauer for being overpriced and... Um, not over budget uh, in this in this instance because this movie apparently was really underfunded. Um, I think that Liquid Nitrogen is kind of making up for uh, cheaping out in some of the previous movies, and also it's just really cool. Um, so, science experiment, Bill Nye, the science guy, it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a really hard time with this one simply because I. Just the twisting, and that seems so unbelievably painful. And this is right after the hedge trimmers to the eyes. I think I'm going to go go with Eddie Bauer on this one. I am stunned by that one. I mean, I'm going liquid nitrogen. Um, to me, that is one of the most iconic moments in Friday the 13th. It's what people like have watched for years and like talked about how ridiculous it is but uh yeah i'm i'm a liquid nitrogen liquid nitrogen kill morgan are you vetoing or you're gonna let it fly no i'm gonna allow it because i can understand the justification okay cool perfect um we're gonna move on to the next side we have the sleeping bag kill from part seven versus andy's handstand murder in part three Hmm. sleeping bag you know Andy's feels more Jason but it's hard to argue with Kane Hodder about the sleeping bag kill so I'm going to give him the sleeping bag kill I'm going to go I mean I know my my opinion in this one doesn't matter um, it does for us it does for us but I was going to say sleeping bag too um, just because I think Part of what makes Jason so uh, remarkable is that he's actually physically intimidating. Um, he's not just, you know, he's not like a hor- horrifying mind. He's just like a killing machine. And it's kind of the by any means necessary principle that he uses to kill people. Um, so I think that's very, uh, that's a, a perfect example that the sleeping bag kill kind of exemplifies. So he's creative again. The creativity of using a sleeping bag to kill someone, swinging at a tree. Yes, it was cut down by the NPAA, but still, it's a it's sleeping bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wrapping this side up, we have the boxing match from part eight: Jason takes Manhattan versus Mark's wheelchair kill from part two. And to me, you know my stance: it's part it's part two. It's wheelchair. Hundred percent, without a doubt, no contest. Easy. All right, easy. Um, 
Moving on, we have part four, Jason sliding down the machete, Tommy die, 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 versus Jason X, look, a shooting star. <laughs> die, die, die. Hmm. As much as I love Jason X, it's die, die, die. Yeah, no contest for me either. Um, wrapping this thing up, we have part five's combine kill versus Pamela. It's Roy Burns versus Pamela. The Battle of the Non-Jasons. Pam. 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 Alrighty, folks. Morgan and I did not use our veto. Jamie used it for this kill right here. We have the Part 3 iPop versus the Kevin Bacon. It's the Baconator. It's the Baconator. I know that I am the reason why the other one's here, um, but it's the Baconator. Yeah, I agree. It startled me so much when I watched it for the first time because I had no idea what to expect. So, Baconator yeah. it is. I got nothing else to add. We've talked about how iconic it is. I think it's also just a great kill. Um, I think an air through the neck and bleeding out, visceral. Um, yes, the eye pop is hilarious. As I mentioned, it might be the worst kill in the franchise, but also one of the best. It's like on that cheesy cusp level. But still... Um, it just doesn't live up to the Kevin Bacon kill. I think either way, if it was the bed stab or the um, eye pop, it would still be Kevin Bacon going through. That one's going to take a lot to beat. And uh, is it one of these two? Because possibly meeting it in the final four, we have part two's Alice cleanup, as I called it, versus Jason X's liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen. Oh, I muted. I'm sorry. I was on mute. I said liquid nitrogen. (laughs) All right. I, it's it's liquid nitrogen. I think Alice is important. Again, another big character in part one, but liquid nitrogen is going to move on. So we have a great Final Four matchup brewing already, folks, and I'm pretty excited for it as I do my sales all myself. But we got to get there first because we have – I feel like we've gotten a pretty good crop of kills at the end here. We got part seven, sleeping bag kill versus part two's wheelchair. No, he wasn't killed by a wheelchair. I had to mention that. Mark got stabbed in the face <laughs> and he flew down the stairs. But it's Mark in the wheelchair. Like, that's the whole. Jason it's, took it's, the wheel and shoved it in his mouth. Wouldn't you be surprised? It's the it's the wheelchair kill. Um, poor Mark. I, I felt bad for him because he was going to, you know, finally get with that girl. It was going to be a happy ending for that guy. You know, life, life was going to be great. And then Jason was like, here's a machete. Uh, directly to the face. The back um, of the machete, and apparently from an angle that I don't understand, because he's not in that shot. Like, he is not in the shot behind Mark, and it creeps up on him, and then just, it's just, oh! And then he rolls down yeah. the stairs. Yeah. Morgan, what are you thinking? I just, I didn't want anyone to live more than those two. And Jason had to go and put a knife through this man's head. Absolutely devastated. It's the wheelchair. Yeah, sleeping bag's cool. Wheelchair kill slash machete, better. Um, I, I like I said, that was one that when I first watched Friday the Thirteenth and horror movies, always was a rewatch just because of the suddenness, the absolute ridiculousness of the like thirty seconds afterwards, where he just rolls down, zoom in, flash cut into sex was the funniest cut that it could possibly be. But also paired with it was it's you know what another reason why I think it's great because someone mentioned this today where it's like horror movies 
I think now are just really trying to scare. And a lot of people really like their scares. But I think the levity of that scene, having that there, it takes this fear that you just had. And it kind of like makes you laugh and accept that, oh, we're okay. It's like, it's goofy. It's a little bit weird. And we kind of like can laugh at how weirdly absurd we are watching, like what we're watching. And it gives you a moment of levity after that murder. And I think that is what Friday 13th is all about. It's not all about the scare, 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 scare. We got a little bit of fun. And yes, the sleeping bag kill is fun. The fact that you get all that post-ridiculousness. And I think it looks like there's a person in that chair going down the steps backwards, which is equally baffling to me. Um, Paired with the fact that we wanted Mark to live. He's a sympathetic character. He's about to get some. It's just, I think, everything that a kill should be in the movies. So I think part two is Machete the Face wheelchair kill for Mark. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Wrapping this thing up, we have mother and son. We have Pam's decapitation in part one, obviously. Or Jason's demise in part four. This is hard. This is a hard Jay, one. I think these are both really first. great kills. Uh, I think, you know, I think it's going to be part four for me because of the visual um you actually get to see the the carnage of jason's death in part four versus you kind of just get a you know a little bit of a camera trick and then you know a prop guy throws a cantaloupe up in the air for pam um and that's you know that's her death right um which i mean it's obviously really impactful emotionally but you know, I, I think here I'm going to go with the visual. And then you could also argue, you know, this was really the start of, okay, Jason's no longer a human. He's a zombie alien, you know, killing machine after this point. Um, so, part four. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree, too. I mean, I like Pam's kill. Um, and I think it's iconic. The fact that Tom Savini was like, I'm going to fucking kill him and you're going to watch it. And then the studio was like, our fingers are crossed though. Right. You know that right behind our back. He's not technically dead. It's like he wanted to definitively kill him and he did. And I think that is a moment that is burned in people's memories for the best reason possible. It's just like, all right, he's gotten. And also that's the thing too. There's so much brutality. Jason has killed so many people in so many different ways. It's about time that he got his comeuppance, and boy, is it. Like, I think that's key. What a good word to use. Comeuppance is great. It's about Shall time I? he got his the Muppets. It's <laughs> about time he got his soft muffins, and I think when he got those, that's really what killed him. So, um, okay, we're in a final four, folks. It's big. We have. On one side of the bracket, we have the Kevin Bacon kill, which went through Jason X's This Sucks on so many levels, what we like to call the Trey Taco. It went through the Part 3 iPop, and it is going up against Liquid Nitrogen, which beat Part 4's Corkscrew kill, the Eddie Bauer belt twist kill from Part 5, and Alice's comeuppance. Not really going to use that word because she doesn't do anything wrong, but um, Alice's death in Part (laughs) 2. 
Who would have thought the franchise would go to liquid nitrogen when they were making the Kevin Bacon kill, huh? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if anybody would have ever seen that coming. <laughs> they did not have the special effects to make a head that got smashed. I would have loved to have seen them try to do that in 1980. I think that would have been equally as corny as the uh, the eye pop. Just like do like a weird, um, you know, paper mache mask for somebody who has their head frozen. Are you picking Luke Nitrogen or are you picking Kevin Bacon though? Hmm. Hmm. This is tough. I'm going liquid nitrogen. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna going to be probably in the minority, maybe. Um, but I'm going liquid nitrogen just because of the absurdity and the creativity. Um, and you know, I love the baconator, but I don't know. It, there's just something about the the shock value of the liquid nitrogen that you know it's it's more memorable in my mind let me tell you why you're not in the minority because Mm. i mentioned that (laughs) liquid in the beginning i said creativity is key and yes a, a neck stab and a neck slit is what started this franchise but there is so much creativity in the thought process the prop designing and the execution literally and figuratively of this character when they had their head frozen liquid nitrogen screaming dies that's the death the extra bit is jason going fuck the rest of this thing and smashing on the countertop like that is this franchise at its peak that I love, which is just owning up to the fact that it's goofy, it's absolutely batshit ridiculous, and it prides itself on that fact. I'm thoroughly disappointed. I was going to go with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Why were you going to Kevin Bacon, It's so memorable to me. And like, yes, liquid nitrogen is not shock value, but like you guys said, very creative, one of a kind. But Kevin Bacon is just OG. That's fair. And it, believe me, I do think it's a tough call. Because I think, again, that kill is iconic. It's great. It's done really well. His face, the meaning of that for the franchise. Um, I it, it, it could have gone on. I, I think, again, if you ask me on any day, it could be a different answer. Um, but I think Liquid Nitrogen is one that is just goat status um and i think it's like an a and a plus situation kevin bacon's an a liquid nitrogen's a plus but we're gonna go on to the next side of the bracket where we have mark in the wheelchair getting stabbed in the face and rolling down backwards versus part four jason's demise oh shit and look i love mark's wheelchair kill and i said it would take a lot to kill it jason's death to me is the kill that takes it down like it's so it it, it's the perfect end and they could never top it it is his mask is off he gets stabbed in the face first and foremost in the previous one his mask is off she 
stares at the horror. He goes, he gets again another sort of mind trick by Tommy this time, and Tommy just unrelentingly kills him. And it is perfectly shot. It's perfectly in shadow, but we see a lot of the gore, his face sliding down, his eyes and body moving, and then just the ending of getting completely obliterated. The effects is top tier, and I think Mark is funny, and I'm not going to be ashamed if that one goes on, but part four for me is visceral. That's yeah, only I'm, I'm... fair. Go ahead, James. I'm with you. I, I think part four, I mean, it's part of also what created his iconic look with the, the slash in the mask. Um, that stayed around um, throughout the series. In I think that's part three, though. Is that not? Is that not? Is that not her in part three when she kills him with the axe? Oh shoot! You're right. You're right. You're right. In part four, yeah. he gets stabbed <laughs> through the hand. He gets like his hand cut uh, in half. I'll let you yeah. restart. Restart. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's part four. Um, the the visceral nature of the kill, the impact that it has on the series, I think is. Um, you know, what wins it here. Yeah, I agree. Mark had his fun. And I think that kill has a personal connection to me, but I would be lying again if I I didn't think that Jason's death was top tier. And uh, our matchup at the end here, I didn't actually go through the sides of the brackets where I, uh, Mark went through Sheriff Garris's kill where he got snapped in half. He went through the boxing match of Julius in um, Manhattan, and he also went through the same bad kill in Part 7. Um, Jason's kill went through – or Jason's death went through Part 6's death on the boat, his Jason X counterpart of being ridden like a shooting star, and his own mother's death in Part 1 slash just Friday 13th. And this is a matchup worth uh, the price of admission, I think, because we have Jason's death in Part 4 – Versus the liquid nitrogen face smash. Mm-hmm. Part four. It's more integral to the storyline. Hmm. Storyline be damned. <laughs> liquid nitrogen. <laughs> I'm going all in on crazy. I love going all in on crazy. <laughs> you know me. But Tom Savini... Behind the effects is what's going to give me this one. That gore, top notch, top tier. It's the name value. It's also an equally gory kill. It's not as innovative. But I think at the end of the day, if we're talking about the best kill, if it's not done with a machete, does it count? I got to have a machete somewhere. And that's the key. (laughs) And so ironically enough, listener, the best kill in the Friday the 13th franchise, as voted on by us three, and I hope you agree with us, or at least understanding of what we've chosen. It is not performed by Jason Voorhees. It is Jason Voorhees. His death <laughs> in Friday the 13th, the final chapter, a.k.a. part four. This is our twist ending. That's a great twist ending. And I honestly think, I'm going to be honest with you, I think people would agree. I I think so, too. It's a great kill. I was just going to say, it's a great kill. It's representative of, 
like it, it holds in representing the entire franchise is not like some random one-off which is why to me it makes sense that our good friend mark did not make it through yeah i think mark for me was more fun like i just remember watching that and i think again everybody's gonna have that kill that is their favorite because you have so many movies you have, you have 12 movies over a hundred and probably 70 kills i'm thinking because jason has 163 not including pam not including roy not including himself maybe we're looking at 180 i think there's a lot of kills there and everybody's gonna have their little one-off favorite and it's hard to choose 32 but i think like you mentioned morgan this one kind of encapsulates everything it is jason Voorhees. it's tommy jarvis is that core story it's him finally dying and not being resurrected as a zombie again or this that that like it is meant to be the penultimate death of the villain which we rarely get in movies and he's survived so many times before it's 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 a moment that was built up and i think when jamie mentioned like how part four is it's equal parts gory and it's it's fun and it's just it's the perfect wrapping of a bow of that quadrilogy of films um i think it's it's wrapped up because of that kill well said thank you um any last words you would like to say before we kill this episode i think we killed it (laughs) we love puns thank you puns are great thank you so much for listening morgan and jamie thank you both for doing another bracket i promise we're not just going to do brackets um we're gonna do some fun film dives and actual you know in-depth looks at things you guys i'm not sure what the next episode is going to be um spooky season's done for you both but i appreciate your contributions and um maybe some sort of other holiday special because christmas season's coming up we have november as well that nice little break so if you think of anything just let me know thanks for having us so beautiful thank you anytime but thank you so much for listening. I hope this did Friday the 13th justice. Please watch a movie. Morgan and Jamie, which one are you going to be watching on Friday the 13th? Do you have an idea? We're actually going to mm. be watching my little brother's homecoming football game. <laughs> yeah, but you can come home late at night and throw one on. That's true. Jason okay. X. Okay. Well, listener, after you listen to this, go watch whichever one has your favorite kill. Um, go watch part four and uh, see if you agree with our decision here. But... Um, the key is, if you go and watch it, make sure you be kind and you please rewind. Intro song from YouTube Audio Library by DJ Williams. Recordings done on Clean Feed. Podcast distributed by Anchor. Original logo created by friend of the pod, David. Current logo created by friend of the pod, Liz. Purring by Storm.